You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we're going to be talking about the All-Star Game, the MLS All-Star Game. Arsenal has defeated the MLS All-Stars. How disappointing. Also, NYCFC, a, a five goals, a hat-trick by Frankie Lampard, Orlando, New England, Kevin Molino. What is going on with Seattle Sounders? We're going to find out in the next segment. In the second segment, you're absolutely right. We're going to talk about Seattle Sounders. In fact, we've got Matthew Pence, Matt Pence from the Seattle Times. He covers the Seattle Sounders. He's getting on the phone with us, and he's going to explain to us and let us know exactly what's happening Sticky Schmidt got fired. Dempsey, did he have something to do with it? Ladero, he's out there like, hey, what, what type of grass is this? It tastes terrible. There's a lot of things happening. He's really surprised, but you're not in the third segment. In the third segment, Cooligans Corner, a bunch of great stories. Arsene Wenger get, getting uh, <laughs> harassed maybe on a bicycle, catcalled by people who want who want Riyad Mahrez. C- Castillo is going to Turkey. Is staying in the U.S. Is the U.S. losing to Bahrain? Why are they losing to Bahrain? And MLS want your money yeah. if you want to be a part of it. Big guy. Stack that <laughs> and more on the Cooligans. This is Jack Harrison from NYCFC, and you're listening to the Cooligans. What? Yeah, we got our own music, baby. <laughs> the Cooligans. After 52 episodes. All right, we went a year without music. We went a year without music, and now we have music. Listen to that beat drop. How <laughs> dope is that? Thank you so much, Shaq Stanley. For uh, that. Shakir Stanley, uh, comedian, extraordinaire, rapper, producer. Ex- producer. Wild and out. Wild and out. Just You've seen him. On everything. Shaq Stanley, uh, he created that beat for the Cooligans. Uh, so thank thank him. Make sure, uh, it's, it, what is it? Uh, his Twitter, Shaq Stanley. What? What's uh? uh you should know that. We were I talking should know about that. It. <laughs> uh, but thank Shaq, you so much. It's, it's Shaq, not Shaq. So Shaq with S-H-A-K, a K. S H A K, not S H A K. A Q. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very. It's a tough one to remember. Right. So he's not from Newark, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, so Shaq Stanley. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. It was, uh, that dude, was awesome. it's such a dope beat, and uh, we finally got some music to play us on, and it's music that fits us, fits our demeanor perfectly. So thank you very much. It's a, it's a fun episode, man. We've got that. We got an interview. We got in the an second interview. Segment. This is we're, look. This year two of the Cooligans. <sighs> I is, mean, it's it's Cooligans two point oh is what it is. Two point oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did we did uh, some major revisions. Yeah, yeah. A little ma- renovation. Major updates. Okay, we yeah. added uh, you know different gender emojis uh, right, to this yeah, year. Absolutely. <laughs> to this uh, uh, this podcast. They're taking so. away the gun and they're putting a spurt gun. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear. Yeah, that. that's a, it's again. That's that's all part of Cooligans two point <laughs> Instead of bang bang, it's more like squirt squirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's the upgrade people want. Yeah, that's what they want. I wish we had show notes so that <laughs> someone would have to put bang bang squirt squirt in it. But also, dope nickname. Don't yeah, for the episode. We, let's hire a, a stenographer <laughs> yeah. to type squirt squirt. We should have someone doing show notes. We really should. It's like the best way to get like found. But whatever. Uh, that's too much work. It's way too much work. Uh, thank you for listening. We are the Cooligans. Yeah, we are. My name is Christian Polanco, and that is his name. And my name. Is Alexis Guerrero. I mean, we're your favorite comedians who host a soccer podcast. Yeah, we're probably the only comedian. I know there's other people. There's, there's other one. People. There's other. one other person. 
I know that is Fuck a community. <laughs> Who cares? Have you ever heard that thing? <laughs> Boring. Oh boy. Rant? I don't think so. Uh, uh, rant it usually means you're excited. That sounds like two people sharing a crumpet. Yeah, but this is a uh, look. I'm, I'm not ex- us, baby. I'm excited about this uh, this year. This yeah is- this this next e- next next season. Next this season. is season two for <laughs> the Cooligans. We have so much amazing stuff planned for you guys. Photos, videos, podcast, everything. We actually speaking of photos, we got photos done. We posted one of them on our Instagram. That's right. We got yeah. We look like we were. I was told that we look like the Hispanic American pickers <laughs> instead of American pickers. <laughs> it's a it's a reality show. Oh, I like, never see it. Uh, a, it's like a taller, skinny white guy and a shorter, chubby uh, white guy with a beard. They're like in Iowa. Okay, we're the exact same thing, but like Hispanic. <laughs> I so you the Hispanic American. You pickers. had uh, posted that we look like the Latino property brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So reality shows are crushing it. Uh, <laughs> references uh they both fit they both fit perfectly uh, so. yeah so we're, it's just you know we're taking ourselves more yeah. seriously and by the way thank you d shoots yeah at d shoots.com d-e-e-s-h-o right t-s that's d shots <laughs> two o's yeah shoots.com yeah and it's definitely shoots there's no gun emoji in the shoots. no gun yeah <laughs> just- yeah don't say the other one i'll <laughs> fight you that is my wife Anyway, photographer to the stars. Uh, so thank you. It's for, not bang bang. It's squirt squirt. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh, for listening. Just another uh, another great week of MLS. Look, oh pre- man, Premier League is coming. What in about two weeks? Yeah, it's coming. I mean, they just played our All Stars. I mean, it's, it's yeah, starting to come. It's, it's, uh, yeah, Premier League is squirting in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. <laughs> You gotta so, press at the top. <laughs> Move your hands up. Anyway. All right, all right. We don't. Okay. I mean, some kid is squirt, gonna appreciate. Squirt, bang, bang. <laughs> some kid is gonna appreciate that information. Yeah. But yeah, I just is- please someone tweet at us with hashtag <laughs> squirt squirt bang bang. You could use the emojis. You could well that only works well, on Instagram. Well, you use could, the you- emoji while you still have it because iOS 10 is coming. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dude, and- you might have to write it out. Squirt, squirt, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> um Premier League is is will arrive very soon, and w- which it gives me a strange feeling because I feel like it, it's 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 too soon, you know. You know what? In comedy, you ain't ready yet. In comedy, we're always like, "Bro, too soon, too soon." You made that joke too Ugh. soon. The school Those kids just got shot. <laughs> school shooting just happened. You we can't. both went to the same <laughs> reference. That's how. Yeah, how much that's, uh, that that I mean, happens. It's now. a common. Yeah. You know, the too soons are yeah. very common, and also the gun violence. Yeah, so. yeah, way too soon. <laughs> way too way too com- common. Uh, but it's it's it's. Yeah, what that? This is too. This is like, do they even get a break? Yeah, I, it's it's like they don't, they, especially with like Euros and Copa that just happened. It's like, guys, hit a little vacay, you know? It, this is uh, get in a hammock. You know, even teachers get a longer break yeah, than yeah, teachers. <laughs> <laughs> this is absurd. I that, mean, they're out there all summer just squirt, squirt, bang, bang. How many? I'm not going to stop saying it. <laughs> I, I'm trying with to, the students. Why is everything happening in school? I'm trying to. Uh, you almost feel bad, like because like we we get to we get so much soccer, right? Yeah. There's no time of year ever that there is like the, where there's no soccer anywhere. Yeah, no, no, not at all. There's always, especially with uh, you know summer leagues like MLS. Yeah, there's literally. I mean, those guys that do MLS show those. Uh, I think they're Irish. I don't know. They're Irish or English. Uh, that do. Uh, I think they're English. That do M- uh, the MLS show. Yeah. You know, that's that their big pitch to the Brits or to the people of the UK to watch MLS is, hey, there's no other soccer on in the summer. This is a great summer league. Exactly. It literally is. And this was the summer of soccer. You not only had MLS, you had Copa, you had Euros. 
goes. The Olympics are about to start. I mean, there's literally soccer left and right. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I haven't had a long enough break of a Premier League. I remember last year was the first time I was very, you know, very much watching yeah. the Premier League. It was an emotional roller coaster was, for you. Yeah, very exactly. And now I'm like, yo, that was just. It just, I mean, we, I'm, that shit was last week. We were just talking about Leicester winning. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, but so much has happened. Has, has Everton bought anybody yet? Oh, they, uh, who have they bought? Supposedly Stones well, they is got getting a, sold. Supposedly, yeah, and supposedly Lukaku. Stones. Arsenal is being, is still considering Lukaku, though. That seems to Chelsea seems out. to be the, uh, the highest. The, the people with the most interest. Yeah. Oh, you mean the team that, that sold, sold them? him? Yes. And they're Doesn't buying make it. any sense. <laughs> yeah. They sold him for like 20. Well, speaking of that, Manchester United. I mean, they they give away Pogba on a free. They're spending 120 million. We still don't know if that's confirmed. I don't they're think like, it's going to happen. I don't Who knows? Pogba to Higuain. Well, Higuain to Dybala. Dybala to Higuain. Higuain scores a goal. Exactly. So, Higuain, yeah, Scores that's that right. happened since last week. Higuain is now uh, a part of uh, Juventus. Yeah. And there's a pizza place in Naples where pizza are originated mm -hmm. uh, that says that they will give away uh, pizza for a, a pie for a dollar a pie or a, a euro a pie as soon as Higuain gets injured at okay, Juventus. So we know where, you know, what, what kind of prayers they're making to their Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Naples don't play. That's not a group of people I want to piss off. Yeah, the they do Naples. not forget. Um, they don't joke. Uh, so look, look, we have we have the next about you know two three weeks to really uh, MLS is 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 strong. Yeah. You know the state of MLS is good at the moment. There's, it is good. It, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I know the ratings aren't perfect, but I you know an NYCFC match had half a million viewers. Yeah, I mean, look, it's building. You know, half a million viewers is pretty good. You know, there was a time not too long ago uh, when M by NBC uh, M by NBC Sports <laughs> first signed on to uh, carry that, but that was a good rating. Mm -hmm. So. This is huge. And I know, like, you know, it's it's easy to compare it to NFL and whatnot, but MLS is making strides. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the big names. I don't know if it's the bigger focus that's on soccer in this summer, because it seems like every time there's an international competition, the general public gets a slight more uptick in interest in the sport. You know, and I'm looking at, you know, we're sitting in our in our Copa studios here uh, right. in, in our Copa Studios, <laughs> which we were doing all of our Flamba videos from. And I'm looking up and I see the Copa Centenario and I, I can't help but think that all of these things are starting, the ICC, all these things, they're starting to really make a dent in the general public. I agree. I agree. Uh, there is, look, there, last week we had uh, the All-Star Game, right? So that's yeah. a, obviously a big moment. In, big in, moment in, for us. In MLS, uh, you know, it's not the e equivalent of like an NBA All-Star Game. How do you see it? Do you see it as a corny thing? Because I know soccer purists hate it. I don't uh, look as and look, it's it's familiar to me as an American. Every sport does it right. and, and they do it. I, I would say when it comes to taking the, the game seriously, it's second to baseball. Right. Because baseball. Because, uh, yeah, it has stakes. It has stakes. Yeah. Right. So because the, the winner of the all star game, uh, whatever. Right. It's uh, East versus West what, or East, American and National yeah, League. National, whoever yeah. wins gets home uh, home field advantage at, in the, in the in World, World Series. Series. So that's yeah. huge. So obviously Massive. the game means something to every single player. And ever right. since that that rule was put in place, you know, the scores 
they they used to be you know twelve to seven, yeah, yeah. and now the, the games are like two one yeah. four two like really. Then pitchers are going out there and trying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. But out. then you got the NFL that doesn't care about their Pro Bowl at all. But, but yeah, pointless games. I mean, the, the NFL. It's like annoying that they have to do it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, a lot of the players hate it. Somebody yeah. said like you know if you go back to the sixties, if you go back to the seventies, like it meant something to get a trip to Honolulu. You know they weren't paid as much. Exactly. They were all like battered. It was and, a real vacation. Yeah, it was like a great little trip and it was free and you didn't have to pay for it the league played for it but now it's like Honolulu I yeah. can go to one of my four houses in Honolulu you know what I mean what are you yeah I'm, a, I'm on Star Island I'm yeah. fine I don't you, what, Honolulu <laughs> I'm in Dubai player they they be, should do I'm that. in Ibiza yeah. Ibiza <laughs> I'm in the middle of a phone party why did I answer this phone call I don't know who I'm inside or who's inside me uh, but what <laughs> Ibiza but when uh, you know when squirt, it, squirt, bang, bang. when it comes to the the MLS All Star Game, it is it, it, comparatively, it does have a little bit more meaning. They play, uh, there's a bit more uh, style, and, and it's not like the NBA 140 to you know. Right, the NBA is a dunk contest. Look, we know, we know game. it's we we know it's not the game has no real meaning, but to those players uh, playing against Arsenal, playing against a big European club, right? The, you know, it, a lot of times it's you want you want to play well because you want to play well, but also. Some of these players, you know, they're not all designated players. Some of them want to make a good right. impression in front of Arsenal, for because this could this is possibly their resume. They have one highlight against yeah. Ar, against an Arsenal defender, and hey, you you might get be getting looks at from yeah from for big sure. clubs. You know, a paycheck may be coming your so way. So it is, it does have the game has uh, even though it's not super clear, it doesn't have uh, 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 it has some meaning to the to those players. And and one thing like uh, we were after I was tweeting about the all-star game right. uh and you know some of the complaints from uh, some of the people who were tweeting at us were complaints about uh you know the game itself wasn't the greatest right right and i and i mentioned like well it's an all-star game you're, you're not going to get the, like, the, the highest quality sure and expecting people that have never played together or don't play together to all of a sudden be a fluid unit exactly against arsenal who's been training for a yeah. month and a half and has a definitive style that they've trained these people from since they were children exactly Awobi, Akpom, theo well theo came from southampton but you got oxley chamberlain all these people came up in this system they literally been playing the same style of soccer yeah and and some of the, some uh, people were tweeting us uh, basically saying like uh, you know I I had tweeted like right after the All Star game ESPN Sports Center comes on what happens after every big event Sports Center does a small end of the first game of the NBA Finals as soon as you cut to ESPN what's the first thing they talk about there's a, a short highlight at least a little yeah. teaser about like hey we'll be talking about it in a the, minute the thing oh you just God. watched yeah let's just talk about it a little because bit. it's important <laughs> and, and he, that's the lead exactly and that's what should be the lead was this major sporting event that just happened and so what you're about to say is <laughs> MLS All Star cut to ESPN Sports Center, and they went with golf. Golf. They opened Sports Center immediately after the the All Star game with golf. I'm Arsenal versus Kaká. Oh, he wasn't there, right? Kaká was there. Yeah, he was. That's right, he was there. Vio, Pirlo, Villa, Drogba, Drogba, Star, World Renowned Ox, Stars. Ox is People there. have <laughs> their faces tattooed on their body. <laughs> and yeah. what does ESPN, who owns rights to soccer? They air, they air, they paid to air that game. They, 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 the, the, the brand should live on in some of the other shows because there's people who are watching and want to know more about it yeah. and, and want, they want to feel like there's a little, there's a little bit of attention being paid to them. This is your, this is your money. You paid for it. 
Yeah, it's like buying a car and then forgetting where you parked it. <laughs> it makes no sense. So that that or was, driving it somewhere and then taking an Uber home. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's pretty frustrating because it, it golf, golf of all things, golf. Golf. Are you really saying that people who are tuning into Sports Center, the the first thing they want to hear about after watching uh, an All Star game with legit stars? Right. Who, hey, tell me more about that sport that you have to whisper at. <laughs> When you're there, <laughs> it's, what is wrong with you, ESPN? You know, and 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 you know, I aired out that grievance, and then some people were saying like, the, you know, the the All Star game was uh, boring or embarrassing, that the quality of the play of uh, in the MLS was was what made the All Star game uninteresting, and it's like, no. You know, and yeah. I, I hate this. I'm starting to hate this, and I'm I'm really becoming get into it, dude. Have your Alexis moment right I'm really now. Becoming, you know, an MLS, uh, an MLS like an MLSist. Yeah, I guess. you're becoming an MLS defender, <laughs> an, ML- an apologist, if you will. an MLSist, right? It, it, to that, I will defend. I'm going to defend MLS to the day I die because look, it is it. They're tr- they're trying their best, yeah. to, to grow this sport in in a country that is 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 uh, you know tr- denying it access to to viewers to the culture you know it, it took a, we're pushing a boulder uphill exactly the, the 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 culture itself is not really supportive of the game so these pe- look so for anybody who's like oh the qual- I'm tired of the qual- the poor quality of the mm. MLS look there's a reason Arsenal is coming to play here and and there's a reason that yeah. the that the, the that the league is growing that the quality is is growing and they yeah. only won two one exactly and is it is it look is do we have the 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 development that uh to you know of uh of of europe or germany and in spain obviously not no we don't but you we we can't just live in this place of like oh well it's not as good as America's not number one. Uh, so it'll never be good. So no, screw can't, it. Can't pay any attention to it. Got to constantly criticize this quality when, uh, you know, because there's, there's something better out there. Right. Just because and something better exists does not mean that you cannot support the MLS or that you ha- right. constantly have to dismiss its poor quality. You can't dump your girl every time a girl with bigger boobs walks by. You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't make any I gotta, sense. Richard Mario, I got to stop doing that. Right. And now I'm literally <laughs> speaking directly to you. It's embarrassing. Uh, stop walking. Talking so much. Um, <laughs> don't ever go to the Midwest. A lot of milk. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it's like I get so, I don't know if it's annoyed or it just feels so cliche when I have friends, I have dear friends that are, I would consider soccer experts, soccerholics, uh, who only root for a European club or a South American club and yeah. they refuse to even give MLS a chance. And it's like, what you're doing is you're saying that there's only one brand of football that you're willing to like, you know, it's like for years, people didn't care about the French league. And now that they're, you know, slots on he just left, but now that PSG is buying everyone, people are like, Oh, well at least PSG is Is that all you want? Is that all you want are super clubs? Yeah. You know, why do you, what do, what do the fans of the Scottish premier league get into, you know, Celtic versus Rangers, which is coming back this season. These are all wonderful, great spirited games. You could watch anything. How could you support the men's national team and really the women's national team? Sure as well. But how could you support the national teams here and not support the domestic leagues? At least give it a chance. And ESPN, if you're paying, 
If you are paying to broadcast millions of dollars to broadcast a game, could you just mention it? Hey, you just watched the MLS All-Star game. We'll we'll be talking about some highlights from the match, and there are a couple. Let's talk about golf. Was it hard to do that? <laughs> I just did it. Was it hard to do that? It seems like ESPN wants to immediately like make people forget what they just yeah. watched. We're so sorry. <laughs> we played soccer. We apologize, oh, everybody. Man. Please do not turn off the We dog. hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mean that. We were going to show you another strongman contest <laughs> or the CrossFit games. Oh, what is wrong with ESPN? <laughs> Bristol. Oh man. So you we know, we got to talk Bristol. These are and these are like simple, simple changes. Yeah, Bristol's my door. Bristol, <laughs> get down from there, There's, Bristol. Yeah, we're near Park Slope. There's definitely a Bristol near. Oh, with, are you me? Within earshot. Yeah. Aiden, <laughs> get down from there, Aiden. Uh, but again, MLS, gr- another great weekend. Look, I. Uh, Alexis could not go. Oh, I was so sad. To Yankee Stadium to see to to see the few NYCFC matches that are left in this summer. Oh, I don't know, Miss uh, Frank Lampard's first uh, <laughs> hat trick, the first hat trick in club history. NYCFC uh, played against the Colorado Rapids. Tim Howard makes his return to Nueva York. <laughs> and, and I'm not a big uh, you know wrestling fan, but I believe what happened was a heel turn. Uh, he became oh, the, yeah yeah he became a uh, fan not so favorite <laughs> persona non grata. Uh, yeah. as they say. Uh, so look, Tim Howard, that, that, and that was fascinating because look at at, at, at most MLS matches. I, I assume this, but at, in Yankee Stadium for NYCFC matches, when the away uh, roster is called and, and and they show who the lineup is, right. and then the announcer, uh, Mark Frado, amazing. Mark cheers Frado. to Mark Frado, good guy. Uh, the the stadium announcer for NYCFC, he calls out each name, and after he mentions every name of the away team, why do we yell? Boo! And you suck. Well, you suck, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, Azira yeah, sucks, yeah. and Huberg suck. yeah, sucks. sucks, right? As soon as they say the last name, you yell sucks. Yeah, so that's a common thing. But what did they do? The, the, You're starting goalkeeper. The New or, yeah. the New York fans when Tim Howard's name was called. So go ahead, use it. I'll say like the starting goalkeeper for the Colorado Rapids, number nine. I think it's number nine. Tim Howard. Little claps. That's it. Little clubs. Respect. Respect. That's what that is. Yeah. And it was earned. It was earned in World Cups. It was earned in competitions. Ex- it was earned playing his ass off. Exactly. And local guy. He's a dude from Jersey. And he, or he earned that. And yeah. look, even though- A couple he, toffees. You're an Everton fan. Uh, yep. And he, he, uh, there, I, there was a bunch of Everton kits uh, yeah. at, at Yankee Stadium. And but that immediately changed. And uh, then all you have to do <laughs> is mess with- Tommy Tommy Turner, <laughs> always wishing for a burner. Tommy McNamara. Tommy McNamara went uh, went for a ball. Uh, you know he had a, a good opportunity. They were it was a 50-50 ball. Yeah, it was a fifty-fifty ball. And Howard went for it, and you know they had a small little collision. He flipped over uh, over the keeper over Howard, and that's not a, uncommon. Not uncommon. But mm. after after the tumble, Tommy Tommy looked. Look, Tommy has great hair. A uh, great takes yeah, care absolutely. of it. You know, he he wears the Mark Sanchez headband. He is conditioned to a T. Always, always he he takes care of himself. <sighs> Are you kidding me? So in the tumble, uh, Tommy's headband flew off and it fell in the six yard box. Right. So I don't know why Tim Howard did this. Uh, and this is really a huge sign of disrespect. He picked up his headband and right. threw and what did, he, did he dust it off and hand it back to him? <laughs> no, threw it like to the seats. You know, he just basically just threw it a, a couple feet away. 
what is it? Why? How dare you? What is that even necessary? Mad like, disrespectful. You, you in my house? In his own house? In his own? In Tommy's house? Tommy's if, like you're going. You just gonna mess with headbands? <laughs> you could just. You could have said whatever you wanted about my wife and my mother. <laughs> yeah, but don't you dare touch my headbands. Unbelievable. Yeah, just like take a shit and don't flush. You know, like yeah. it's very disrespectful. The Alexis move. <laughs> so he threw it. Obviously, Tommy wasn't very happy with it. No, uh, they, they had a little. Did he Bump. score a screamer from a, from <laughs> five yards away from the box? Tim Howe was very upset, but there was a there was a little scuffle, a little, a little pushing, a little shoving. Uh, but as soon as that happened, that's it. The booze the rang booze, out. The booze, they did not stop. So them yelling sucked wasn't so much that it didn't happen as it was postponed. <laughs> yeah. Until was, he deserved every, it. it. There was a burning sensation yeah. in, in all of our bellies. We were like, "Where? what is this? I can't. I don't Through know. the what, rain. I don't know. What, yeah, it was raining. Through the rain, you there could hear the booze. Also a rain delay. It was a very, you know, very different Type of game uh, yeah. at Yankee Stadium. It was the first time. When did the rain delay happen? Before it started, or no? The rain delay happened uh, about thirty minutes in, right after the first goal from Lampard. Oh, and then they stopped, and, and then they played stopped, the other fifteen. They, st- they stopped it. Yeah, they stopped it for about twenty minutes, and ah. then they, I think they were worried about lightning. Uh, they didn't see any, you know, no lightning, so they just continued. What did the fans do in that? In that, uh, they hung out in the concourse uh, under, you know, so they can get, you know, co- under covering and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but. Great game. Frank Lampard, hat trick. Yeah, I watched I watched a lot of it. I've never been booked to host a five o'clock show before. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And That's I why s- you were not there. Yeah, and I said sure. And I, I had a thing that ended at three, so it was it was gonna be tight for me to get there anyway. Mm-hmm. I figured, oh, whatever, I can get there late. You know, it's not a big deal. And uh and then I realized I had a show that started at five. There was just no way I was I mean, by the time I got there, I'd have to leave. So uh I unfortunately I didn't get to give the ticket away, which I normally do if I can't go. But uh yeah, you know, I flip open my phone uh as the show started late anyway, and I looked down. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what happened already? How did this happen already? Just constant bling. Yeah. Bling, just a, lot lot a lot of buzzing. A lot of buzzing. Yeah. They, uh, it was cool to see. Cause look, Frank Lampard, there's been a lot of pressure on him. Obviously, uh, uh, even from those same New York yeah. fans. And I know we say we talk about more than NYCFC, but this is a this is a league wide issue right here. He was considered the worst signing in the league, and I had no argument with that. <laughs> I, I I was like, yeah. I mean, you can't. I don't like to think of it. I'm a big second chance person, so I'm like, you got to give it. And then all of a sudden, I know it's injuries, but you're just like, you just haven't been here, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he comes back. I mean, he's he's scoring off of legs, off of his hips, off of he's scoring with. Every body part, you know, Kyrie, take note, Kyrie. Uh, and, you know, now he scores the first hat trick in, in NYCFC history. So, you know, salute to you, man. Yeah, it was a, a great display. And uh, he, he and, and, you know, we're used to Lampard just we called him garbage goals uh, yeah. as he's been delivering. He's just a garbage man. We were calling yeah. him the garbage man last week. And he he solid. Goals, solid yeah. shots. I mean, Great. that second goal, beautiful. Uh, that uh, just uh, uh, between two players, and Jack Harrison with the assist. The, Jack Harrison, w- w- but, but I, what was most impressive about that second goal was this is an old man. Yeah, what is he? Thirty seven. Yeah, thirty. I think he's thirty six. Thirty six or seven. And for yo, for soccer, that's like ninety two. He. Oh, I, and I, I forgot uh, the name of the the Rapids player, but he just totally outran him. The dude with the beard, uh, Gashi, uh, got. Yeah, 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 Kashi, yeah, 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 Kashi, yeah. something like that. Uh, Kashi, the cereal. He's a cereal. Yeah, uh, Kashi, Kashi goalie. <laughs> Kashi, go watch me score a goal. <laughs> so uh, 
he just he just he just ran past him. Oh, yeah. just like, and I'm like, why is he running? Like, where is how this, is he? Running? How is he running? Very well? <laughs> is he hitting turbo? Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. is he? Because there's no way you someone know, holding R R one or whatever. Even in FIFA, right? In FIFA 16, Lampard has a pretty high rating. He's not faster than no. everybody else. He's not faster than anybody else besides <laughs> maybe Pirlo. <laughs> and uh, and he 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 really he wanted to be a part of that play. Yeah, and and he outran uh he outran the, who the guy defending him right uh and delivered a great ball past yeah. Howard it just a cut back t- curler totally unexpected uh and obviously got the third uh, on after the penalty that Harrison drew Harrison just oh my god amazing again. player I mean look deserved to be number one amazing player but what I'm talking about Lampard is you're starting to see and this is what every every team wants so we saw a little bit about with it with Seattle with Ladero coming in you see flashes of what makes them great Ladero a little different than than uh you know uh Frank Lampard who had you know storied history you know he's a legend you know uh but you see that you see that with DPs when they come in you want to see those flashes of brilliance you want to see them all the time but you've got some serious flashes of brilliance with NYCFC and speaking of flashes of brilliance I you know if you want to come back to NYCFC this fine but uh dude that that jow plata goal that's right rsl against the philadelphia union uh wow and i really like philly i love the way they play those guys like to keep the ball close to their feet that most of them can break somebody down you got beretta barnetta whatever his name is absolutely incredible uh rsl just that jow plata goal RSL is definitely a team that, that is... Uh, they're on the brink. Yeah, they're on the brink, but they're always just like stable. They never really give like, you know, they, you, you never see them and like, oh, what the hell happened to them? It's just like, they're yeah. always just maybe fall short. There's not a... They have some high highs, obviously. They won the yeah. MLS Cup, but they don't have a lot of low lows, you know? Yeah. They seem to be pretty consistent and it's... They, they have... They're probably one of the few teams that have a sort of an identity. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're one of the few, like, I feel like Red Bulls had a, had a different identity than they have now. Now they seem to be, this seems to be the identity that they're probably going to stick with, which is, you know, high press, fast, very fast passing, very fast team, possession type soccer. Toronto changes it up a little bit. Montreal completely switched up once Drogba got there. You know, New England, always different depending on the players. All these other teams are always switching it up. Real Salt Lake kind of, you know what they're going to do. Yeah, they're, they're just really good at it. They're the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. Of, of the MLS. Small market. <laughs> Small market, just. Instead of a tall black guy who's from the Caribbean, you have a white guy with dreadlocks. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's the right, it's the same thing. Yeah, they're just good. Consistency, which, which in, in a sport with uh, with so many players, you and know, so many it's, changes, it's so many changes, it's very difficult yeah. to do that. So, uh, but that, that salute to them. That uh, that Plata goal was just uh, yeah, just a, there were there were a, a couple uh, um, goals of the week that were that were just competitive and stuff like that. For but, sure. Um, so you mentioned New England, Orlando uh, played against Jason Christ's first match uh, against New England Revolution. Yeah. Uh, they won. Three to one. Uh, so yeah, Jason Christ is back. Jason Christ has returned. <laughs> Christ has risen. <laughs> Christ will come again. And uh, and uh, look, Orlando looked. I mean, very different. I mean, and I don't know if that has to do with like, look, we there's there's been a drastic change. Right. I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it, they were playing with confidence. Yeah. They seem to be happier, and you feel bad because they they seem to be playing that way when Adrian Heath and them first came into the league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's kind of one of those managers that everyone loved. Uh, you know, everyone except you know the the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel bad for the way it played out, and his son gets injured right afterwards. Who's on the team? But uh, you know, kudos to Jason Christ for either saying the right things or just not making major changes. You know, well, what I, mean? I know he had mentioned that the first change he was going to make was not 
play Breck Shea uh, at left back, I believe. I think he wants yeah. to, to put him to play in the midfield. Uh, Breck Which Shea, is probably where he belongs. Yeah, Breck Shea didn't start. But yeah, look, even look, even if you make one or two minor changes, that can affect the team, you know, uh, dramatically. So, uh, but... Uh, 100%. Laren had, uh, had a great goal. Laren is just one of those guys, you can see why Benfica wants to buy him. Yeah. I mean, he is... I mean, nose for goal isn't fair. I mean, you let you know. Thank God the rest of the Canadian national team sucks because I'd be worried about them. <laughs> this guy could square anywhere. Come on, come to the American side. Follow Sidney Larue. Yeah, that's right. And well, come play for America. It's too late now. But. No, it's not. <laughs> Just like, give up his Canadian citizenship. Yeah, why not? Okay, you can renounce it, but I don't think FIFA will allow you to change teams. No, that's what's happening to it. Well, no, I think uh, uh, what's his name, Ozzy, Ozzy Alonso. Uh, Cuban Seattle. player, yeah, yeah, wants to play for the U.S. national team, and they want him to play, but Cuba's holding up his uh, documentation. Oh wow, they won't release it. So come on, Obama, get on the phone with Raúl Castro. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sure he has the most speed. Right at the top of the list, by the way, It's probably like, oh yeah, there's just one quick thing I forgot to mention. Guantanamo Bay will handle it. But what, what was but what I took from the from the Orlando New England game was definitely Kevin Molino. Kevin Molino looked. Uh, Looked great. He had, he got the brace, right? Uh, and he and he seemed to score both goals exactly the same way, yeah, just yeah. cutting right in the middle uh, and just cracking it with his right foot. I mean, I think this is something that there's there should always be one or two players per club that are there to make that are very direct and are there to make late runs. Yeah. And it frustrates me greatly when that doesn't happen. Again, I'm an Arsenal fan, so it doesn't always happen. But someone like Molino is smart enough to know. And you know what? With Arsenal, there's players like Ramsey who do it. You come in and you make a late run and you know, guess what might happen? There might be a deflection. You might get a secondary pass. Defender's not following you. You're going to get a clear shot at goal. And Molino did that twice. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he he looked good. I'm I'm actually uh, extra proud because I started on my fantasy team. Oh, uh, God damn so I'm dying in the woods. <laughs> uh, so that felt good. But Molino is definitely like, uh, you know, an important player to Orlando. For uh, sure. You know, he was there before uh, they were in the MLS and mm-hmm. he, he wasn't around for the first uh, season due to injury. injury yeah. Uh, so this is, this is exciting to see. And it's or, exciting for him. It's exciting for the league too. You know, He's or, got another great player. Orlando, obviously, being the 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 other expansion team last year, they you know they have a lot to prove because look at the difference between look at where yeah. Orlando is, where they were last year, and NYCFC is in first. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're in much, seventh place, and right now they're that's out of the playoff picture. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that's just pick. out of the playoff picture. So I mean, you know, the uh, look good thing about the East is very tight, so anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the West. Uh, you know, a little bit of Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders against the LA Galaxy, a one-one draw that should not been, should not have been uh, a one-one draw. I mean, you know, how wide do you guys want the goal? <laughs> uh, the biggest thing that you take away from this match, one, I know it's a big rivalry. It's not a derby, but it's a big rivalry. It's the LA Galaxy. They're in third place. You want to beat teams like that? I totally get it. But yeah, Ladero, we've been saying this forever. I've been saying this forever. Sometimes when you get a DP midseason. Season. It doesn't work out well for half a season. It takes a while to learn the MLS. Ladero's like, no, nah, I got it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> it seems like yeah. the only thing he, he didn't just know read about. the cliff notes of MLS. Yeah, yeah no, trust <laughs> me. Go ahead, give me the test. I got this. It's like, what are you cheating? What are you doing this? You know? Yeah. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and he looked great out there, man. He was making some passes. But why don't we talk a little bit more about Seattle Sanders? Why don't we do this, Seattle? For those of you who listen in Seattle, we absolutely love you. Uh, we love the club. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we come back? Take a little break, and why don't we come back? We'll do an interview. 
We'll do an interview. We, and this yeah. is this is exciting because this is our first uh, uh, our first I guess sports writer interview. Yeah, Cooligans two point oh. Cooligans two point I'm telling you guys, it's it's changing. Everything's changing. Yeah, the logo's changing. I'm losing weight. Christian's gaining it. <laughs> oh my god, everything's gonna happen. Everything's getting more streamlined, guys. Yeah, yeah efficiency here in the <laughs> we're Cooligans. Doing, camp. We're doing open office podcasting now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, we got a couple foosball tables. <laughs> uh, listen, when we come back, we got Matt Pence. Matt Pence. From uh, the Seattle Times. He's right for the Seattle Times. I can't. Who, who the hell is he talking to? Two dumb comedians. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel bad. You know, his editor's going to be like, wait, you did what? And you mentioned our, our newspaper? You're you getting demoted. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Back to mailroom. We don't even have a mailroom anymore. It's all email. Well, then just sit in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why don't we do this? Listen, this guy has the in on the Seattle Sounders. We have a bunch of questions. A lot has changed in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, one thing that hasn't is the fans are passionate. So we want to make sure that you guys get a little bit of conversation about your favorite club. We'll be right back after this break with a little conversation with maddie pence hey what's up guys this is alexis guerreros i'm one of the cooligans and i just want to talk to you guys real quick about on the volley apparel really cool clothing brand based out of uh, southern california they're la galaxy fans but do not hold it against them right now i'm wearing the most comfortable hoodie and i'm not making that up the most comfortable pullover hoodie i've ever owned and it's got the wu-tang logo on the front with a soccer pitch inside of it if you go to our uh, instagram you're going to see some of the photos of it it's absolutely some of the coolest stuff uh, i've ever had i want you guys to go check them out on instagram at on the volley apparel o-n-t-h-e-v-o-l-l-e-y apparel is a-p-p-a-r-e-l check them out their website is v-a football club v-a football club.com check them out absolutely awesome clothing such cool style buy some of that stuff really support them because these guys are doing a great job producing some really really awesome stuff and we absolutely love all of their stuff and i think you guys are really going to love it too again check out that that wu-tang uh they even have that in a t-shirt so i know it's starting to be summer it's going to get nice and hot buy yourself a dope t-shirt um i wore it on stage the other day and people kept asking me where i got it it's pretty dope i think everyone's gonna love it i think you will too check them out on the volley apparel yeah, we're back. We are back, guys. Second segment. We promised you a big surprise. We promised you a great interview, and I think we're we have a we have an amazing one. Yeah, I mean it is a it is a surprise, but it, it's also like uh, something you know, we've talked about. It, right? Unless unless you unless you you know you probably read the podcast description, so it's not true. That. That's a good point. All right, well you just took away all of my, the wind out of my sails and our guest. No, is I don't fun. mean to do that. No. Uh, uh, well, listen, we are we are fans of not just I know we're all we're both season ticket holders to NYCFC, but. Um, this next person, uh, or our first guest here, uh, this amazing, amazing writer, has a lot to say. Big, big fan as well of a specific team, which we don't always cover, uh, but we have talked about. That is the Seattle Sounders. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause, unless you're driving, for Matt Pence. Matt Pence, welcome <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you for having me on and for that that glowing intro. I'm gonna have Absolutely. To live up to the hype here after that. <laughs> well, you did just say that we uh, NYCFC is potentially a cup contender. I just read that article that you that, just put out. That is how you get in our good graces. <laughs> Absolutely. Sir. And by the way, we scheduled this podcast before that article uh, was out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, timing just coincidental. But yeah, that yeah. Works out. <laughs> uh, you know what it was? It was us emailing you, and you're like, you know what? We should write about something in New York, <laughs> and here it is. Now uh, you work for the Seattle Times. Uh, you also cover. Uh, the Seattle Sounders. Uh, is this something that you were a fan of beforehand, or this is just one of those things where, like, you'd rather talk about the Mariners, but they force you to watch soccer? 
No, for sure. I have always been a soccer guy. Um, that's something that I really sort of focused on and sort of wanted to funnel my career in this direction. And that is obviously not an easy thing to do um, in this country, but it just kind <laughs> of worked out that my first job out of college um, was covering high schools, this small rural Washington state town. Um, so just kind of happened to be in the region when the job opened up and the sports editor up here had had sort of known that that's what I wanted to do. So it all kind of came together. So yeah, definitely a lot of papers, maybe the, the soccer beat is considered something that you work your way out of and sort of, you want to be the Seahawks writer or whatever. But now for me, um, this has always been kind of a goal of mine. It's also a pretty dope city to be a soccer writer in because you guys have some incredible fans. I mean, you, you know, uh, those of us who watch soccer everywhere else are always amazed at what's going on over there. Yeah, the level of interest um, is, is certainly significant, especially compared to some other cities around MLS. I mean, even with the Sounders in ninth place out of 10 um, and really struggling, I think they drew over 48,000 um, for the Galaxy game last weekend, full stadium game. So, uh, so yeah, so certainly having people actually care and read is very much a perk of my job. And that's probably, we can get to our first question because that's that's been, we talked about it on the podcast, that that basically the question, what the hell's going on with the Seattle Sounders? Why? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been able to figure it out. Is Obafemi Martins that important? <laughs> yeah, I think that what Oba did is he had really papered over some cracks that had developed um, over years. And I mean, it's really hard to sustain su- success in any league. Um, and especially in MLS where there's just, there's so much turnover and so many just sort of, arcane roster roles and everything else it's really hard to maintain success especially if you don't do a major overhaul right so the sounders have had the same core the same sort of thoughts and they've tinkered around the edges but it's really been just kind of the same ideas over and over and over again and eventually just that gets a little bit stale i think you just can't help that so oba had sort of allowed them to maybe paper over that and carry it forward as a consistent contender for a couple of years but take him away and, and you just kind of see the flaws. I mean, he did so much, not just himself, but his very presence made everybody else so much better. Just soaking up the attention yeah, of the defense mean, and creating for teammates and everything else. I mean, without that, there's just been this void that the Sounders have not been able to fill. Speaking of a void, uh, <laughs> something else that's sort of a, uh, you know, something that fell apart uh, this year is your your longstanding uh, coach gone. Uh, Sigi Schmidt, uh, supposedly not fired. I guess it was a mutual agreement. Yeah, I mean, that's what they were. Even Ziggy, what I asked him, I, I got to talk to him Thursday, um, two days after the news came down, and asked him if it was truly mutual. And he gave sort of a, a very telling pause before agreeing that maybe it was the right time. So, whatever the circumstance, whether you want to call it, uh, yeah, well, that's a firing or mutually parting ways. Yeah, that's a, that's um, what happened. It's with, certainly, you know. a significant move, <laughs> and I think that they're still sort of even dealing with the aftershocks here. That the same thing happened when you know when I broke up with a girlfriend, and you know we both agreed that it was the best thing for yeah. both of us, right? You bo- yeah, you both was, agreed that her. Course. 
yeah. her letting you go was mutual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both agreed that she dumped me. So it's pretty cool how that worked out. Like if I'm Siggy Schmidt, I'm I'm on a plane to China right now and I'm demanding the rest of my pay from Obafemi Martins and his massive new contract. Well, well I guess uh, Trump was right, right? China is beating us. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they took... Taking our jobs. They're taking our Obas. <laughs> They're taking our Obas <laughs> away from us. Taking away good American hardworking jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That we bought. Guys, that we bought. Uh, let me ask you a question about uh, just the, the, the team itself. Because, look, Dempsey seems to have sort of created some of the issues with Siggy Schmidt. We're not sure. I think you could tell us more. But also, you just added... An incredible player, Uruguayan, a lot like myself, and also from Boca, which is a great, I mean, obviously, tactically, you know, always have good technicians on that club. And I think Ladero is no different. Tell us a little bit about what it's like getting Ladero when, I don't know, do you guys think, do you have a, do you think you have a shot getting in the playoffs? Seems tight. I think that the Sounders, it's probably too far out um, for the Sounders to make the playoffs at this point. I mean, they're going to have to average more than two points per game the rest of the year just to get the 48 points, which is sort of the traditional cutoff point. And even now that might not be it. So I think that Lodero's addition, it's not a cure-all for sure. I mean, uh, as we've sort of been talking about, there are some pretty deep systemic issues here that the Sounders are going to have to address both the rest of this year and the offseason. But I think that he will be a very intriguing piece to build around in the long run. I mean, you saw even his immediate impact on Sunday against the Galaxy. He's out there creating it. And he's was, what impressed me most about him actually was just how much he hustled around. I mean, you sort of think of a playmaker, a traditional South American number 10, and you think sort of a, this very fair, just creative, just player type of player. But he really worked hard. I mean, he hustled around. He, he caused a lot of problems. So I think that he will be a guy that they can re- really build around for the future. Um, but I think the immediate future, I think the Sounders are probably a little bit too far out. Well, I mean, uh, I wonder if he uh, even knows there's a playoff system because he didn't even know you guys played on, on turf. <laughs> I think that that was taken. I, I don't know that he meant that in the way that it came across. I think that what he was saying, um, what, I think that he meant it in the context of I was surprised by how it played more than I was surprised that turf exists as a concept. Um, <laughs> Come on, so I think Come on Matt. At least casually aware. <laughs> that the Sounders didn't play on grass, but I think that he was slightly surprised by how much of an adjustment it was uh, for him to kind of get his bearings. I'm, I'm going to give you a pass on that one. I'm going <laughs> to let that slide. Uh, but we've, we've been pretty vocal against uh, turf pitch. You know, it's just, you never know which way it's bouncy ball. You know, it's like playing with a Super Bowl. Could, could it have just been like, uh, you know, lost in translation? Maybe, you know, he just, he just... A little Jack Nicholson action. <laughs> yeah, you guys could just edit this out. It's entirely fine. <laughs> just edit that part out. It's gonna be fine. And I'm also not, I mean, I don't want to pretend to be a proponent of soccer on artificial turf because i have my own qualms and beefs with with it so i i don't think that's it um i don't think that he was giving a thumbs up to the turf uh but i also think that that he was probably at least aware whenever he signed with the sounders um thank god he didn't score because if he would have tried a knee slide on that thing he would have been like what, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> what happened to all the skin on my knees how did that <laughs> yeah that would have been a a welcome to mls moment i guess now 
we talked a little bit about Dempsey and Siggy Schmidt. I mean, supposedly the rumors and of course everything gets blown up afterwards, but uh, apparently they hadn't talked for a long time. And he would, uh, if Dempsey had something to say to, to Siggy, it would, it would go through someone else. Wait, but I think this was uh, one of the uh, Kardashian episodes. Right. Yeah, right. The <laughs> and then Siggy and then Kendall went to Miami <laughs> and they didn't tell Chloe and Dempsey. Um, but, yeah. You don't, you don't make that kind of yeah, mistake. No, Chris is very upset. <laughs> Uh, Shiggy was the momager. I know way too much about the Kardashians <laughs> now that you said that. But uh, I mean, is there any is there anything to this? It seems like Dempsey isn't happy, but you know he never looks happy. I mean, you know. Yeah, that was my thing. Like I saw the headline, and it was report Clint Dempsey unhappy in Seattle. I mean, he's has he ever been this smiley content figure? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's always kind of a guy that, that's always pushing. Uh, he's always maybe a little bit disgruntled behind the scenes. That's part of what's made him such a good player. Uh, I do think that some of this is being slightly blown out of proportion just because, I mean, uh, this team is dealing with losing for the first time in, what, seven-plus seasons? Like, they've never had to go through this before. And you ha- it's MLS. You have these big, high-priced players. There are a lot of locker room dynamics that are unique. So, yes, there, there's obviously some kind of discord behind the scenes, but I don't think that it's at a level that's uncommon uh, um, anywhere in the world and in any sport. When a team starts to lose, those edges are going to fray. But I don't think that they're at a breaking point or that Dempsey called for Ziggy's head or anything like that. Um, so I think that some of that was slightly brought, blown out of proportion. I think Clint's going to be here. Uh, through his contract through the, through the rest of next year. Um, so I think that some of that was just the classic sort of sour grapes that, that come out of any time a coach leaves. Well, it, it seems like uh, NYCFC and Seattle just traded seasons because they're, yeah, they're, that's <laughs> absolutely right. It's <laughs> just such a mirror uh, of a season. But what, one question I did have uh, was about Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris. Oh, boy. You know, we, we talked a lot. But one of our episodes, Alexis kind of lost his mind. I did a bit of a rant. A <laughs> bit of a rant. <laughs> well, why don't we start there, actually? Uh, I know you're a Seattle fan and Jordan Morris is a Seattle guy. And I know his dad works for the club. Uh, so it's just nepotism. Right. A little bit of nepotism. Uh, But when when word comes out that, you know, Werder Bremen wants to buy him or sign him, I should say. And then you hear that he's thinking of staying home. Now, this is before he decides to come home. What are you thinking? Um, Whenever the report first came out that he was considering staying in Seattle. Yeah, like, you know, right now it's sort of right when it's 50-50. He could go to Werder Bremen or come to come home to Seattle. What are you thinking? Uh, it didn't surprise me, honestly. Having so I've I've talked to Jordan um, probably even going back to his his right after his freshman year at Stanford. Perfect. Um, he had there were already reports out that the Sounders were trying to to sort of get him out. So that fall, whenever I first got the job, I had talked to Jordan. So I've I've talked to him off and on for for two plus years now, even leading up to all of this. Um, so he's a homebody. He is. I mean, he's a guy that that he really likes Seattle, and he has said from the beginning of his this whole saga going all the way back multiple years that he thought that he would begin his career in Seattle. Um, so I guess my stance throughout all of that drama and everything else was that I thought that he would start his career with the Sounders unless there was some opportunity that he absolutely couldn't pass up. And I don't know that that was word of Bremen. So honestly, throughout that whole saga, his decision to stay and play with the Sounders uh, did not come as a huge surprise to me. Well, as are you a are you a United States men's national team fan? 
Uh, yeah, I grew up watching them. Obviously, yeah, long time that's, U.S. national. That's a bold question. Server. That's a bold question. That's like, yeah, are you know, American? That's the McCarthyism <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah, that, I, I, I think I thought he was about American. to sh- ask to show you, you know, yeah. show you your papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize uh, the way I asked it, but the reason I asked is, you know, take off your Seattle Sounders hat and put on your, you know, U.S. soccer fan hat. How do you feel hearing that? Because I felt that it was a bit of a cop out because when I saw Jordan Morris play with the men's national team. At first, when he was still at Stanford, I thought, what a great opportunity. And there's certainly some things that are amazing that he does, but you could tell that he needs some finishing. And I'm not one of these guys that thinks everyone needs to go to Europe. I'm not one of those guys, but you get a big opportunity. You obviously really impressed at this trial. Like, why would you decide to go to Seattle? You could always, and, and no disrespect to Seattle, you could always come home to Seattle. You know what I mean? For sure. And, and I think what's been so interesting about Jordan's whole thing and throughout that whole saga is that he was very much a window into this is a whole debate, right? I mean, do we want our best players to go and test themselves abroad? What about Landon Donovan? Somebody who was pretty open about the fact that he credited his comfortable surroundings with all of his success. So this really fed into this whole, it depends on how you feel about player development and do players have to go abroad and test themselves to get better? Is there a value of being sort of in this little cocoon and taken care of and, and sort of not forced to get outside your comfort zone? So I think that on the one hand, I would have liked to, to have seen what happened um, had Jordan been sort of thrown into the deep end of Bremen and forced to make it work. And, may, and he still, people also forget that he's still 21 years old. I mean, there will be other opportunities if that's something that he wants to pursue. Um, but again, because he's a guy that I know really did put a lot of importance on the value of home and starting his career somewhere where he was comfortable. Um, I think that he made the decision that's probably right for him. Um, and it probably just kind of set, you can probably line people up on the spectrum of, of how they view American soccer and everything else, depending on how they view Jordan Morris's choice. Wow. Okay. Well, you, that's a, that's a, beef you just threw at me. Uh, that strong flame you just threw at me. Uh, but I mean, here's the thing. It, to me, it came across as him. And I'm saying this because I don't know him. And maybe you could correct me. I called him this word a lot. I said he's soft. I don't think that he's soft, but I, I get sort of your implication for sure. Like certainly I, I think that there would have been value to Jordan being forced to make it work. And I can definitely get why you would view that as a cop out. I just think that in his specific circumstance, I think it made a lot of sense. I think, I think Alexis is trying to fight Jordan Morris. I'm certainly not. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Speaking of flames here. Yeah. If I dress up like a gull, I know he'll miss me. Oh, Uh, that's like, that is disrespectful, isn't it? (laughs) Even I felt that was too much, but you know what? I, I, uh, I have the opposing view of Alexis. I was very happy that he chose, to to go to to go to Seattle to to stay in the MLS because I'm I'm a big believer of growing uh, the league. But while I'm watching him this season, <laughs> there is a certain I want him to do well, right? Because you know, to me, that decision that the decision the decision he's uh, taking his talents <laughs> to Seattle. You know, I, I, I there's a lot of pressure when the hometown kid, just like LeBron James, you know, he want yeah. he 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 got drafted by Clean. There was a lot of pressure on him, so I want him to succeed. And he's doing the opposite. Well, it's just that there's opportunities that that he's missing. And right. in, in reality, if he was in Germany 
trying and, and excelling there or even just trying to get better there or even right. making some mistakes there i guess they're they're not as public to the american audience right so it, so there's less criticism it's a there's a little bit more freedom to to make some mistakes but being in be, being that he uh, uh is in seattle the microsoft is on him and he has to do well. Did you say the Microsoft is on him? The Microsoft, that too. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah, literally the Microsoft is on him. Uh, he, I mean, I know, look, I said soft. And look, there's still pressure. Obviously, there's pressure. You could see it on his face every time he misses a goal. He wants to score. He wants to win in his hometown club. And I can't, I can't hate the guy for it. And I certainly don't. But, you know, the fact that he hasn't been included in the men's national team since that decision or the decision, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that speaks... Pretty loudly. No, Matt? I mean, would you agree, disagree? For sure. I, I do think that, that Jurgen was certainly sending a message um, when when he was not caught up for Copa America and Chris Wondolowski so popular, to such popular acclaim. Uh, was <laughs> called it instead, which everybody loved. But yeah, I, I definitely think that you're onto something in that, like, I don't necessarily think that the pressure um, is any less intense than it would be abroad in his specific circumstance. Because as you sort of hinted at, like there are a lot of stakeholders that really want to see Jordan Morris succeed from the Sounders to MLS as a whole to U.S. soccer. I mean, there are a lot of people that want him to sort of be that guy, be that leading light of this next generation. So I think that there are certainly a lot of people that are, that are watching him very closely in a way that he might not have even gotten in Germany. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's, I think it's, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's more or less. I, de- it's definitely a different pressure, but you know, like I've said this before, you know, when you watch some of these Euro matches, you know, like France losing to Portugal in the final, I'm like, this is in front of your family. This is in front of your <laughs> wife, your kids. They can't shut the TV off. They're there. Your school teacher, your principal, they're all there that <laughs> you're missing goals in front of these people. And if you're Jordan Morris, that's every day. And Seattle cares, right? I mean, Seattle's one of those, cities where you walk around people talk about the sounders no for sure like he is definitely i mean you can see it on his face that's one thing uh with jordan that there is no hiding how is he how he's feeling he's a very emotional demonstrative player you can see how badly he wants to score and how tightly wound he gets whenever he's he hasn't been scoring for a while so there's certainly no running from the fact that this is weighed on him um, but there's also the fact that i mean yes he has missed especially this last weekend's game had a couple great chances to win the game for seattle sort of had an open net that he missed and then then the one right at the end of the game that could have won the game. But if you look purely from a numbers perspective, he's had a pretty solid year. I mean, he's going to end up probably with double-digit goals, which as a rookie adjusting to a new level of play, pure production-wise, it really hasn't been bad. Um, but I think that that's something that's been lost. And again, especially here, there is a lot of pressure within Seattle and and sort of surrounding the team uh, that people are saying, oh, maybe he's a little bit of a bust. He's been a disappointment. But I don't know. I I think that for a rookie, he has performed about what you would expect. Wow. Take away the whole Jordan Morris, American soccer savior. And he has been a rookie of the year candidate. Vote for Matt Pence. That is (laughs) a world class level politicking. You have spun a negative into to a positive. Well, I, I agree. Which I, yeah, no, I yeah, gotta say, I no, to the, the facts are right. You are 100% right. If, we, if we're uh, uh, comparing him to, you know, Oba last season, obviously that's not fair, right? And, right. and and look, the, he's look, he's missing some opportunities, but the, the level of pressure and the expectation that we're 
all putting on him, it, he's, you know, the, realistically, he's probably not going to meet that. And, right. he, and he's, he's going to he need some time to develop into, you know, that star. There is an unfair amount of pressure that we've put on him. Uh, well, I guess I, know and I, do, I oh. do also actually think that the Sounders have sort of let him down to a degree because so much of their talk whenever they signed him was we are not going to ask too much of Jordan. We're not going to turn him into this this icon. I think that Garth Lagerway, the general manager, said that he just did not want to turn Jordan into this symbol, this next Freddie Adu figure, but they've asked so much of him with Dempsey sort of being out of the national, out of the national team so often with Nelson Valdez struggling without Oba Femi Martins. They've basically been like, well, here you go, Jordan, score us goals, win us games, <laughs> which is a lot. He's had to deal with a lot this year. Yeah. That's a, like, how do you think the, the Ziggy Schmidt firing, uh, or departure, uh, will affect Jordan Morris because there, you know, there is, a, especially for a young player, you know, when like your, if your parents get divorced when you're young, right, you, right. you immediately blame yourself. You think, I, is it, are you getting divorced because of me? Right. Like, did the- I do it? And Siggy's like, you did. It is because <laughs> of you. No, but he also grew up watching Siggy Schmidt. He was a fan of, you know, he idol, I don't know, idolized might be too strong of a word, but the, the club he loved had him at the helm. For sure. Um, and I think there's probably a little bit of that. I think that there, there's a little bit of that with everyone in the locker room. Um, I mean, you, you obviously look at the, the last game that Ziggy coached against Kansas City, and that certainly, if that wasn't a team that was giving up on a coach, they were doing a very convincing impression of a team that was giving up on his coach. It was just a very just bad overall performance. So I don't think that anyone is really pointing that figure at Jordan. And in all honesty, I think that sort of the clean break could ultimately be good for everybody just in terms of a fresh start. Um, I think that the team just needed that. The locker room needed that. Something needed to change. And you can argue whether it should have been somebody else. Um, but I think that Jordan and everybody else will just sort of benefit from the fresh start and hitting the reset button, even if it doesn't necessarily pay off this year. Okay. Well, uh, so we want to wrap this up. So yeah. let's, let's, like let's. One or two questions. One or two questions. Like so maybe like potential managers. Yeah. Like what's, what's the any future? Any names out there? I haven't heard any names yet. Um, it's still very, very early days. Will it be Drew? Um, you think, think Drew Carey's going to come out? Or <laughs> play out the rest of the year. Um, I think that they're definitely planning on having him fill in. And really the only hint is, is someone who sees this. I think that the, the big overall thing is that they will hire someone who sees the game and sees sort of the development of a team in a similar way to Loggerway because he's really being given the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. And he's talked about sort of finding someone that shares his vision. And he's a guy that he wants to encourage. He wants young players to play and he wants to play in sort of a defined system. He's more of sort of a ideological mind. He wants a coach that really feels strongly about a very specific style of play. And that's willing to just sort of bring up through the youth and, and build from within. So I think that you can use that to narrow down the type of coach that they're going to try to hire somebody who's very wedded to a way of playing somebody who, who has proven that he wants to, that has proven that he can sort of succeed and do it in that specific way. So I think that they'll, there's going to be pressure for sure, both, both within the organization and outside to bring in sort of an established big name. But I think that those specific qualifications will sort of pare that down a little bit. So I guess you're saying the next manager better see Adel at the logger way. 
Wow. <laughs> that <Nice>. was, <laughs> yeah, you smooth. said nice when you don't mean it. Matt, and I respect you, Matt, so much for I, that. Matt, I, I, so I, agree, I agree with you completely. That was, that was totally unnecessary. <laughs> I guess I'm worse than Jordan all of a sudden. <laughs> it's my fault. Fire me. Um, I guess final question. Do you have, an, do you have one more question? Well, I guess uh, I, I think you answered a couple of them. But just, uh, you know, maybe some thoughts on, on what else Seattle can do to salvage their season. To or pop- like for next year, maybe like players, like any positions that you think are absolutely necessary? For sure. I think that they, like I said, I think that Lodero is probably more of a long-term building block rather than a short-term fix because I think that the Sounders desperately need another player that can play out on the wing and score goals. They just have not had enough production from the forward line, whether it be Morris to a degree, but also Dempsey and, and Valdez. Nelson Valdez has obviously not produced at a level that they would have wanted, but they just have no real true winger that can stretch the field and come in from out wide. I mean, obviously it sounds like Fabian Castillo is on his way to Turkey or what that saga has gone on. So who knows if he ultimately (laughs) goes, but I think they need a player like Fabian Castillo that can create from out wide to give Lodero another target to sort of freshen up this attack. Cause I think that they are another significant piece away from really being the annual MLS cup contender that they've been. So I think that going into the off season, that should probably be their number one target, adding another wide player who can lighten some of the load on Morris on Dempsey on Lodero. So they don't necessarily need to be sort of the cure all savior that all of them are kind of being asked right now. Well, I guess uh, Seattle probably regrets not trading up uh, to try to get Jack Harrison, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Kyrie Shelton. You go, you guys want Kyrie Shelton? <laughs> we'll give him to you on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, yeah. But that'd be a great get. Great get. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, you can, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for uh, calling in, spending your time with us, with the fans. Is there anything you want our fans to do for you? Any, any blogs you uh, write or you want them to follow you on? Twitter? Um, well, I would say, first of all, you should all buy subscriptions to the Seattle Times. That would be my first <laughs> ask. But if you're not going to do that, at least uh, click on the stories, follow me on Twitter, and, and cl- I usually send out the stories that way, visit the website, poke around a little bit. Newspapers can uh, obviously use all the help that you can get at this point. Great. And uh, for Matt Pence's Twitter, it's uh, very simple it's Matt Pence, M A T T P E N T Z. Thank you very Nailed much. It. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on, dude. Uh, I know you got a uh, another game to go ahead and follow and write about. You're very busy. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the segment. We'll be right back after this with a little bit of Cooligans Corner. Cooligans Corner. Cooligans Corner. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to what you what you just heard. Yeah, was uh, some crazy fanatic. You can't go anywhere if you're Arsene Wenger. If you're uh, Arsene Wenger, you're you're yeah you're in uh, you're riding your bike. He's just riding a bike. One of those like beach cruisers. <laughs> just chilling. Just yeah, looks like a little French boy. Just like right uh, like on Venice Beach. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, just experiencing the West Coast of a lot of uh, the United States of America. He's trying to have a good time. Yeah. And and obviously, look, there's Arsenal fans across the globe. Yeah, all They're, over the place. They say we are everywhere. I, I had heard Arsenal is uh, has uh, the fifth 
is like the, has the fifth largest following of any soccer club. Absolutely. So, yeah. it, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, we saw it at the All Star game. It was just a sea of yeah, red shirts, but red and white. Yeah. I thought it was a bloods meeting going on in there. Uh, is that a little Wayne? Yeah. What's Wayne doing there? Is he leading yeah. this thing? Everybody's wearing rojo. Uh, so I look. He's riding his bike and he starts getting followed by someone with a pretty thick Mid Eastern or yeah. uh, maybe North African accent. Uh, starts getting followed him and he's begging for him to buy Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. And every Arsenal fan is like, yell more names. You know? <laughs> no, like, he, he literally says, like, buy Mahrez, only Mahrez, yeah. nobody but Mahrez. Yeah, please buy Mahrez. And we're all like, also a striker. I think that was Mahrez. It's Bobby Mahrez. <laughs> he's, he's like, yo, he's like, Riyad owes me money. So you got to buy him. You got to take care of him. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I agree. I mean, I don't necessarily know that we need Mahrez, but please buy a striker, please. <laughs> Desperately. They said mid-August, so let's see. Desperately need one. Uh, also, thank you for uh, listening to the, our interview with oh, Matt Pence. Wow, so how, great. how great was that? That yeah. was look at that. It's, it's the Cooligans uh, entering the door of legitimacy. Uh, how about that? <laughs> kind of crazy, huh? Uh, the Cooligans just walking in and taking <laughs> all your interviews. <laughs> Yo, run that interview, son. Son, run that interview. And what you got in that fridge, dog? <laughs> Me taking it all. Make me a sandwich right now. <laughs> so that was cool. Thank you, Matt Pants. Uh, so Pants. Pants. Matt Pants. You say pants. No, I said pants. Yeah. I just say it like that. Nah, yo, Matty Pants. That's a great nickname. <laughs> it's a great man. nickname. Yo, Matt the Pants. Uh, I'm sure people call them pants, that. pants, 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 pants. pants. Uh, I got broads in Seattle. Uh, in other, there was more MLS news. Uh, Fabian Castillo. We just last week, yeah, two weeks ago, we were just talking about. He was in the airport celebrating with the fans. <laughs> he was okay. So wearing the scarf. Fa- Fabian Castillo has gone from <laughs> doing. Uh, uh, unbelievable Rabona. Right. Curing leukemia. Curing leukemia with his Rabona. A Rabona assist. <laughs> a Rabona assist that was just absolutely gorgeous. In the box. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, a direct shot at all those, oh, but the MLS, the quality of the day. The, the, the quality <laughs> yeah. of the Europe. How many Rabonas do you see in the Premier League? How many Rabonas <laughs> did we see in the Premier League last season? Yeah, Zero. How many Rabona assists? Yeah. Come on, Stoke fans. <laughs> How many Rabonas? Huh? So, Sheffield Wednesday fans. So Fabian Castillo went from that Rabona to the immediately the next week uh, transfer rumors. Yeah. That's and, what happens when you Rabona. Yeah, when you Rabona, yeah, people start talking. Yeah. You, yo, you got to move now. <laughs> the street, you, you embarrassed. The streets is watching yeah, when you Rabona. <laughs> Bets being laid down, dog. <laughs> so uh, the following week, there were transfer rumors. A few days after that, we we found out uh, Trabonzapor, Trap Lords. The, yeah, the, the Trap Lords. The Trap Lords. Uh, Trabzonspor. 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 Yeah, we should have looked it up. That's right, Trabzonspor. So they were interested in him. There were a lot of rumors about that. And then we found out that Trabzonspor did... Purchase him, and he was on his way to yeah. Turkey. And then we saw footage of him arriving in Turkey. The fans are going nuts. Mob, being mobbed by fans in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, mobbed or attacked or revolution. Who knows what yeah. was going on. But There's they were, a lot going on there. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> use the word mobbed. Uh, yeah. He was greeted. He was greeted. Gleefully. Warm, by warmly yeah. by, by the fans. Of Trabzon's And now we're hearing, so in the middle of the FC Dallas, the, the, their last match, uh, at halftime, he comes out of the center of the pitch. He <laughs> <laughs> literally threw like like yeah. Beyonce coming out of the yeah, center yeah, of the exactly. field. <laughs> Formation. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so now we find out uh, Taylor Twelman uh, at halftime of the game mentioned that the deal is dead. Yeah, the deal died, and that Dallas now expects him uh, back. 
in Dallas. But there was also a rumor that he stayed in uh, Turkey, which apparently wasn't true, or maybe it just didn't work out, that he was going to stay in Turkey to finish the deal, get the deal done. This is, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to think of this because, look, we people were getting, people are rejecting everyone and staying in MLS. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Morris did it. <laughs> Dom Dwyer didn't want to go. It, it, this leads, it begs the question of, of, of all this, like, uh, all this speculation, you know, like, why, why would the, it, it, could it have been like a physical that he did not pass? But yeah, you would think anything. he wouldn't even go without. Also, I feel like that would have come out. Yeah. I mean, he was just reboning two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm sure he's Who fine. cares his physical? He just reboned. <laughs> you rebona, that's it. You get a pass. Come on. Uh, so get the rebona out st- of here. We're still waiting for, uh, you know, I guess some some answers because we don't know. Uh, you know, we were uh, there was a lot of sadness after he left, but you're you're you have to be supportive of of that person as an individual for their own career. He was making one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year yeah. at, at I mean, Dallas. You even can, if he was making two hundred fifty thousand in Turkey, like that's a nice that's a nice increase. Exactly. So you 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 hope for the best, but you're obviously sad to see a, a, a great player leave. Right. Um, but now that he's coming back, there's it, it's very confusing. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't know. We're not sure what's happening. We're not no, sure what's happening. No, no news has really explained why. But you know what? What I this is what I hope to happen. I hope just like you know Antonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers is trying to look. He's outperforming his contract. Sure. You know, so he wants a new one. He has two years left on his deal, but he wants more money because that th- th- obviously the sport is so risky. You should, yeah. if you outperform your contract, you should get paid more. Right. Fabian Castillo has outperformed. A hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that Rabona alone was Wait, worth one hundred seventy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that is. Yeah, you stuffed that in his pockets on yeah, the way out. Are you, kidding me? <laughs> you know what you deserve? How about double? Just a little, here's a couple Just stacks. Put that. Put that in his bra and let him go home. Yeah, you know? he should have walked out of what a Toyota Park or wherever FC Dallas plays. Just holding a stack of money up like a cell phone. Go. <laughs> I can't hear you, player. Just money Mayweathering. <laughs> Just like French Montana. Yeah. So. Look, I hope what what I'm hoping is Dallas, uh, re, you know, gets him back, and it's like, look, we'll get, we're gonna give you a mil, two mil, yeah. Because look, you're you're in it, man. He's 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 he too good. It. He, he deserves it. Def- it. Definitely, definitely deserves it. So, um, this is a, a story you had mentioned to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but the USA, uh, the under twenties, right? Uh, they played against Bahrain. Right. They led. They're led by Brad Friedel, uh, American goalkeeper, originally yeah. Columbus, uh, Columbus uh, crew. Uh, then he went to go play for uh, in England, uh, last play with the Spurs, with Tottenham Hotspuds. Um, and uh, let's just say that the under-20 team pulled out one of the most Spursy of all of all finishes. Uh, they were up 1-0 at the half. Bahrain, you know, what, what number are they in the world? 7,000? Uh, you know, I mean. The <laughs> all Bahrain. I know about Bahrain is Nate Bargatze's joke. You ever oh, heard Nate Bargatze? All I know about Bahrain is that's where Michael Jackson moved to when he kept getting caught up in all the sex stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that's not the reason Nate went. Uh, no. So, and also, goes to show why all those boys play so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm under 20s so like we gotta get a well let's let me start off by saying this no disrespect to anyone who's from Bahrain son they're under 20s they look like 40 year old men they had full beards 
Americans like, couldn't even grow like, chin yeah, hair. Yeah, it's like, how do you grow so much beard on your neck, yeah, man? You're, you're 19. Have you gotten the back of your neck buzzed ever? <laughs> These dudes were like wearing like gold rings and they had <laughs> hair on their arms covering the watches. It was yeah. insane. They just were just like 80s hairy. beards. They were so, 80s mustaches. Yes. yes. <laughs> they were so hairy, these kids. Uh, they played the American under 20 again at the half, leading up by one. The announcer kept saying, well, they've obviously qualified for the Cotif. Like they kept saying they qualified, they qualified until Yasmin scored a hat trick against them in the second half. Oh, wow. And it didn't stop there. First of all, pulled off the most Spursy of all of all results. Uh, Brad Friedel had no idea what he was doing. Didn't make any major changes. When you can basically switch out your whole team, the uh, Bar- Bahrain coach was like, more and more and more. I want more. They kept scoring. It was incredible. 3-1 was the final. But what happened was all of a sudden, there was a bit of a, the camera kind of pointed away. I wasn't sure what happened. But all of a sudden, there was a scuffle. They showed the replay. A Bahrainian uh, player just kicked an American player in the head while he was down. Oh. Like straight kicked, like he was going to kick like a free kick. Jesus. Yeah, it was insane. So there was a huge, there were two two red cards per team. So two red cards for the Americans, two red cards for the Bahrainians. And it was already an extra time, by the way. This was like the 92nd minute of extra time. Wow. Uh, so it was uh, the second minute out of five minutes. And it ended up going probably about seven minutes after that. I think five more minutes after that, I should say. So it ended up being about seven minutes. I mean, insane. It, it that seems crazy. I mean, it seems like a lot of resentment. Have we? I feel like America has done something bad to Bahrain. That's I mean, what, you know, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds that we haven't? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of like just uh, letting Michael Jackson move there was bad <laughs> enough. Yeah, a whole generation has been lost. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Thriller. No. Uh, yeah. And finally, <laughs> and finally uh, so, so there was a, a story uh, out recently. Oh, I, I, I wish I could remember what. Um, it wasn't The Guardian. What publication? Uh, We're talking about the MLS. The feed? MLS franchise. That was uh, Bloomberg. Oh, that's right. So uh, yeah. Bloomberg magazine uh, or website or what? Or, or just Mayor, old Mayor Yo, Bloomberg Mayor himself. Bloomberg himself. He, I think he wrote it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mayor Bloomberg. Uh, MLS, uh, they, uh, there was a report uh, that MLS, to, to join the MLS now, uh, the price has gone up. So 200 million. So if you want to be a new MLS franchise, you better bring the guap. Yo, you better be stacked out. Mayweather might be the only person who can afford it. LAFC, I believe, was the last team to join. Which I think was 160, right? Uh, maybe less. I think it was like 130 or 120. It was it was. I don't want to say a reasonable number. I don't know what, you know, that's relative, but uh, much less than 200. So something has happened uh, in the last couple months where MLS is like, well, we got something you want. And if you want to be a part of it, you want to be a part of uh, this growing sport, the sport of the future, you got to pay up. Yeah. And I, 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 I think this might cancel out your smaller, uh, you know, uh, markets. You know, I don't know that St. Louis can come up. I'm not saying that there's no one in St. Louis who has that money. I'm just saying I don't know if that I don't know if any investors are going to want to do that. Yeah, because now you, St. Louis, you, you know, make that Sacramento, in, you make that investment. Now you have to hope that you can recoup some of that yeah, money. For sure. And you obviously, who are you going to get it from? You're going to get it from the fans. Yeah. If not, you got to start breaking some legs. And I, you know, not to harp on this point too much, but I think it's a little embarrassing that they're charging 200 million dollars for a club franchise fee, and 
you know, there's players on that team that are going to be making 60K. Yeah, you know? that is kind of uh, insulting. I mean, come on. You know, these are these are athletes. These are guys that are that could break their leg tomorrow and, I don't know, go back to finance because they all get pretty good college scholarships. So what am I talking <laughs> about? Uh, this is in Europe. But still, you know, they should be getting paid a little more than, than 60, 70, 170K for a guy like, you know, Fabian Castillo is ridiculous. Yeah. And well, I mean, just the, the fact that, look, the minimum a couple of years, it's only gone up, right? But the, the minimum, you know, sometimes in the beginning, of the MLS. Well, you gotta wait for CBAs though. I mean, finance fees, the franchise fees just go up whenever they nilly, willy nilly. Exactly. Yeah. So look, like now we know they're going to be making more money. Yeah. And obviously they can't, they have to wait until the next uh, uh, collective bargaining agreement. But it, it, you know, it doesn't feel, if I, if I was a player, obviously hearing this doesn't make me feel that great. No, not at all. Because, uh, you know, this should be I more fuel buy, for the next CBA. I can't buy my kid new sneakers because yeah. uh, my mortgage, you right. know, it's, it's like these are real, these are practical financial decisions. Yeah. Uh, even though these players are on TV and all this stuff, they're not really making the most money. Yeah, no, it's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of sponsorship opportunities. It's yeah. uh, it's tough. It's really tough. It, it, it is kind of a odd thing. Just a, picturing an MLS player playing in front of thousands and then being at home arguing with their wife like... Honey, you went over the data plan again. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> just, Stop wasting so much gas in my 1993 Toyota Corolla. It's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a bummer because yeah. you just, you, you hear a, a professional athlete and we, are, we immediately start thinking about the millionaires and with, with MLS, that, that's clearly not the case. And again, like six people, look, all the people that are like the quality in MLS, whatever, yeah. this is even more reason why you should be supporting the MLS. Look, these, these players are, are, are your neighbors. Yeah. You know, these are not millionaires. No, no, we live in New York. These players can't afford to be your neighbors. <laughs> they, they are, they need, uh, uh, they, they, they appreciate the sport. You're not supporting just like some uh, random millionaire guy that, yeah. that, that's entitled to stuff. These are like, these are real people that, yeah, that, for sure. that, that when, when you buy a ticket to an MLS game, you're like legitimately helping somebody's future. You might as well get a tax write off because it's kind of a donation. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look, we're happy with the MLS. And we're, it. it's it, we're it, we're we're in a good mood. We're happy with the the next year of the Cooligans. This is a great oh, this start. Has been great, a great start to year number. Yeah, two. and I'll put it back on the fans. You guys email us, and we don't get to read all of them. But email us soccercooligans at gmail.com. Let us know what else you want to see. Is there something that we're not doing that you want us to? You want to see us do? You want to see us say? You want to see us put on video? Let us know, man. We'd love to. Yeah, uh, we we've gotten uh, some pretty uh, awesome emails that I really really uh, appreciate. And uh, I, I wanted to read one uh, before we go. Also, I, I, we did mention, we've mentioned this before, but we have stickers still. Yeah. Uh, if you email us uh, and just say, hey, I want a sticker and just tell us when to, where to send it and I will send that yeah, to you. Yeah, we got to send, send some out to Matt. Yeah. Matt Pants. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Matty Pants. Matty Pants. And uh, a couple of people uh, have... Uh, ask me for stickers and I will be sending those soon. There's like yeah. maybe just a few that I haven't sent, but the majority, uh, if, if you're listening to this and you asked for stickers and didn't receive it, please tell me. And, yeah. uh, and you if know. you are listening to this and you receive them, you know, post a picture of it, tag us in it. We want to see it wherever you leave it. You know, somebody put one up on uh, of a fly, uh, like a, like a subway ad here in New York city. I took a photo of it. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yeah. So if you guys put it up somewhere, you know, take a picture of it, tag us. Yeah. We got a, uh, from someone who, uh, uh, 
you know, appreciates the podcast. It's uh, it's always just uh, nice to hear uh, from Wayne Powell, who's a timber supporter who heard you on the the skeptic skeptic tank podcast. Uh, he had he heard it. He sent an email. Wayne, he said, uh, uh, "Guys, love the podcast. I'm a timber supporter that only listens to timbers related podcasts because I haven't found an MLS podcast that I can't that I can stand even listening to." Wow! I found you guys uh, thanks to the skeptic tank. Pizza episode, of course. Uh, Which is, well, yeah. <laughs> if I'm involved, it automatically becomes a pizza episode. And after one episode of The Cooligans, you got yourself a subscriber. You guys are hilarious, and I enjoy your analysis. Keep it up. That's, look. It's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Look. That's literally what we wanted to hear. <laughs> we because love- we agree with that first sentiment. <laughs> the reason, you know, they say you be the change you want to see in this world. And, you know, Chris and I talked about it. There wasn't a lot happening in this scene. And we wanted to make it funny for you guys. And hopefully we're doing that. Yeah. So thank you uh, for that. Thank you, Wayne. Send us more emails like that please and also yeah. if you want stickers go for it just uh just email soccercooligans at gmail.com uh and we'll send it right over yeah absolutely or you know just you know tweet at us whatever like let us know you want stickers we'll find a way to get you stickers let's yeah, do yeah. this uh so guys thank you for listening you were this is the beginning of year number two that's right uh, cooligans 2.0 uh my name is christian polanco and my name is squirt squirt bang bang <laughs> i was like we're gonna get out of it without him <laughs> saying it again but no, no. here we go baby <laughs> forever <laughs> You're listening to the Cool Again!